welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells. Today, we're continuing with Oogie Spooky Month. This episode, it's Nisei Monogatari. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I am here and I am ready. Me too, man. Um, I have enjoyed Bake Monogatari up to this point. We're talking about Nisei Monogatari, uh, basically season two of the story. And we must, of course, open with the obligatory, your typical Shonu protagonist does not condone looting the lollies. It's not cool. It ain't kosher. That ain't it, chief. But we're about to have to talk about exactly that. Yes. So, um, let's get into it. Nisei Monogatari follows Bake Monogatari for the sequel of it, like you said. And opposed to focusing on kind of Aragi's like love life, this focuses more on his family life, would you say? I would say. Uh, a little uh, overlap of both. Yes. <laughs> but certainly, in the way that uh, Bake Monogatari... Uh, was the story of ghosts and the way that the supernatural impacts regular people. Uh, Nisei Monogatari is the story of fakes and how the supernatural world uh, can influence people being fake. Whether that's our main villain, whether that's one of our little sisters, whether that's um, really how you, the hero of justice, can achieve your goal of, of being a hero of justice without harm. Or for someone else, you know, um, we really get into that, that, that kind of notion. Um, but certainly Nisei Monogatari is the two arcs of this focus on what's going on with his two kid sisters. Um, and we, we get introduced to those two characters in Bake Monogatari, but not in any real way. It's in, in a very tangential, uh, very side, uh, cinema, uh, side way where they're just kind of thrown in there to be kid sisters whereas we really get into who they are the struggles they're going through and what it's like to have Araragi as a brother yeah and kind of how the sisters are like the polar opposites of Aragi. um they're kind of you know balls of energy happy go lucky like the popular girls at school opposed to Aragi, who's kind of like not more say a loner because this is his popular phase, especially with his harem that he has going on. But they're more so, I guess, have a higher sense of wanting to be like the best, I guess, more driven. I guess you could say they're more driven than their brother. Um, More so that they have earned the nickname as the Fire Sisters because of just how much tenacity and charisma and how much their peers like look up to them. Yeah, but they are exactly the same character in that they're all trying to be heroes of justice because of um, Araragi's, like, passion and conviction. Like, they all hold that same value. It's just now we get to see uh, the two sisters really try to embody that. And that's kind of a point of conflict where um, Koyomi, our main character... Uh, literally goes hand to hand with Karen because she's, you know, a trained martial artist, but she's still not strong enough to achieve achieve her um, 
her principles to achieve her ideals. Yeah, no, it's, and that was like a fight. I was interesting and I loved that visually of how that was done. Um, I don't know whoever said, I don't think anybody has ever said it, but like, I've never heard anybody really talk bad about the Monogatari um, Monogatari um, fights and just the animation of it all. But this series has some really clean uses of cinematography, fighting, and colors, and just it's a, such a spectacle to watch. And I'm glad that didn't fall off from the first season because a lot of the times when you see a season two or a season three, such as <coughs> Seven Deadly Sins <coughs> or other shows, um, when they go you know even when they have the same studio there can be like a fall off of animation quality but from what i understand the mono guitar series just keeps getting better and this while plot wise was not so much better like i would say that the use of color was far better in this than it was in the previous series um certainly that the 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 cinematic directorial influence on the storytelling, uh, like the visual storytelling of this, these two arcs maintained exact in the, in the same conviction and force as with the first with Bakke Monogatari. Um, the production quality was just equally as impressive. And, and certainly the fight scene, even though Araragi doesn't throw a punch, it's fine. It's yeah. okay. The the fight scenes are still just as impressive. And it was kind of meaningful that he didn't throw a bunch because that, you know, he was fighting for his, you know, each person was representing their sense of justice. And I feel like him not throwing a punch proved what his was. Like, it was kind yeah. of like, I'm not a fake, you know, I'm the real me. And your, like, your sense of justice is like a fake, like a facade, which... Again, there's that comparison to um, the Fate series, especially like in Fate Zero, when um, Kiretsuzu Emiya, uh, Shiro Emiya's father, like has to come to grasp that his um, sense of justice is a fake. It's flawed. It's not real. And I'm, I'm kind of amazed how much these series, like I need to go back and look at the date, but like I'm kind of amazed at how much these series like kind of, you know, mirror each other. Yeah, um, I'm not sure when the, the light novels were released, uh, but at least uh, Nisei Monogatari, the an, uh, animation, was early, early 2012. We're talking the first episode aired uh, January 7th, 2012. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the parallels to Fate Zero uh, are, are very real in terms of the presentation of the concept of the Hero of Justice. Um, and, and that's one of those things too, where that is a, a direct progression of the character from Bakke Monogatari. This is really just more Monogatari in, in like a next day continuation. Yeah. Cause we get to compare those two characters with the kind of juvenile sense of, uh, hero of justice with, uh, Karen versus the now matured. What is it like to try to live? the hero of justice life and reconcile that with responsibilities and friendships and like responsibilities to friends. True. True. Um, um but no, certainly it, it's an interesting continuation of that same theme with yeah. the, with the comparison with two other characters. 
Now, one of the ways we open this show is we open it with Senjo Gahara, Araragi's girlfriend, kidnapping him. Yeah, I gotta say, this was very interesting for me because um, I really... Singer Shinju Gahara, I do not agree with kidnapping people. I'm gonna disclaim that at the Wahoo. But I can't say everything she said was wrong. You know, um, I mean, some of it was like bad shit. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but just the, you know, granted he isn't looking at other women like per se sexually. He's like oblivious, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. I mean, it's like, I mean, there's the... It's a, oh. it's a harem anime. Yeah, and Tsubasa is catching his eye because we see that whole scene of her, like, not being how she is and then being how he imagines her to be. So, like, yeah, I would say, okay, that's false. What I said was false. Um, But, yeah, no, Shin, Shinji Gahara just kidnaps the dude and is like, yeah, I thought she was done with box cutters after... <laughs> After Bake Monogatari, I thought, you know, I was like, yeah, she's done with this. They're together. She will stop threatening my boy. First nah, part. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so she's back with the box cutters, um, back with the weapons. And she's like, hey, you know, um, before she like ties him up, she's like talking to him on the street, kind of. And she's like, I see other people. Like in your eyes, like this is whole interrogation part, and what she's saying is is not wrong. So that is where I agree with her, man. But yeah, no, totally. Um, it's it's nice to see that okay, she cares enough about him to be like go to these extremes to keep him safe due to the current circumstances of like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. My whole thing is like, okay, we we have reached peak level of Sundere where you're just like, okay, we're going to even pretend so far that we don't care about you. Like constant insults. Like how how could I believe the word of a worm such as you? Like nonstop until it stops and it's all like cool like. But like that's a lot of just, mm, why are they together? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know. It felt, I mean, I know this, uh, I don't really understand the Sundare personality because that's not something I'm interested in. Um, I'm more so like, you know, not Sundare. I don't really know what it is, but I know it's not Sundare. Yeah, like, t- tell me like it is. Don't don't play the game. Yeah. Like, you don't like me, you don't like me. Just, like, communicate. Which, you know, she does at one point when she says, um... When she's telling him, like, how you can be with these other girls, but it can't be anything serious because that's the, like, you know, this is how I view things. She's, I will say in that moment, she's not really being Sundare, but definitely everything she's doing when he's, like, tied up to the desk and whatnot is very Sundare and very messed up. Like, when she, I, I'm not gonna lie, though, like, the cinematics of, like, in the whole, like, picturesque of when... She's drinking the water, and the water is, like, purple. And then, like, she drinks it, and he thinks it's for him. And it's, like, that water is, like, everything else is, like, dark. But all the light is drawn to the water. I was, like, that's a cool touch. And, like, just, I really like the animation for this. And yeah. I really like the direction that it was done. 
Um, which brings me to like the amount of fan service here. In, Let's talk for 36 seconds before that. Yeah. Like in that same scene, Sendra Gahara kidnaps him, kidnaps him and he's playing along with it. But he gets a text on his phone, which, okay, that was super fan service-y. This is, this is another moment. Uh, kind of like the car scene on the first date. Yeah. Where, like, she's trying to make him and her dad feel some type of way by fondling this man. Um, like, the moment when he sees the text from his little sister that says, help me, and he bursts out of the handcuffs, and it's just like, Sindra Gahara, I have to leave now. These games have been fun, but I got shit to do. She's like, hmm, okay. That was kind of cool. But yeah, yes, no, I enjoyed answer. that. That, that, was dope. that was dope. Um, But yeah, the amount of fan service in Nisei Monogatari is probably, I believe it's the most, like, in the community. I've heard that, like, this one has the most fan service out of all of them. I don't know if it's simply because of the toothbrush scene or everything I mean, <laughs> but i mean there is like a 74 percent increase of like fan service in just the regular scenes like yeah. portraying characters like how many ass shots of the of karen did we get like too many my god too many and just what the fuck like yeah so not only her, um, the friend is what really messed me up. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Like at the very beginning of this season, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Son Goku. Yeah, Son Goku was just what was that, man? That was a whole. Can we not? Because that was. Yeah, I don't even really want to talk about that. <laughs> but just the way that she's. I mean, I guess we have to. Like. But the way that she was out here seducing him, like, trying to, you know, show that she was, like, older or whatever, I guess. And just um, him being oblivious to it was kind of great as well. Because he was like, oh, I, like, it was, okay, it was kind of great and kind of problemsome. Because it's like, yeah, you don't see her as, like, sexualized. That's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, like, you gotta, like, put some, you know gotta put some yeah. ground rules down on this man you can't like it it's your responsibility as you know the grown one to like i don't know not let her rub herself like all in your face while playing twister yeah like she's 13 my guy like you gotta you gotta put that heart limits there and this shouldn't even be a contention in the harem i don't know if it is because i'm you know new to the whole monogatari um thing so i don't know if this is a part of it but she I should not a, be in the harem for any any female character that is like yo i'd smash or even is sexualized is part of the harem so his sisters are part of the harem i wouldn't doubt it that doesn't based on surprise what we've seen me, here. i guess like as much anime as like i have watched this shouldn't surprise me like it's but like I can dutifully say that all the harems I have seen, even High School DxD, which we're doing tomorrow on our other podcast, there is no sibling harem. Like, and I rock with that. And there may there may be, like, a lolly harem, technically, but that lolly is also, like, 300 years old, so. Which we play that game in this show, too. But, like, 
that's not the only lolly. Which yeah, is, like no, Sin like, Goku additionally is definitely like there is no supernatural about her being because you know we have the sister who is quote unquote fake, but I'm pretty but, sure. I mean, still yeah. we have we go through the same thing with the sister that's not fake. The yeah, no, that's what I'm older, saying. Older, younger sister. Yeah, yeah, we can't um, go and, through the whole like, yeah, and and it's one of those things where Bakem on a guitar. The lolly was only one part of the the story, so it was like, okay, well, they're they're gonna do it, and okay, we're just gonna keep rolling. It's not the only thing in this show, but like with Nisei Monogatari, we have two arcs back to back with this shit, and it's like, ah, come come on, man, come on, yeah, yeah. But so- um, let, let's talk about the story outside of looting the lollies. Yeah. So, is there anything to talk about at that point? But, oh, I mean, so so like the we get the introduction of um our bad guy. The yeah, we get the introduction of the bad guy, which is the one that initially tricked Senjo Gahara's uh, parents. Yeah, and is the one who gave her the uh, the crab that would take her weight and her burden from her. Um, and his name is uh Kaiki. Yes. Which that's kind of an introduction to um another specialist in the same way we had um with uh what's his bucket from the last show? Um, the blonde haired with Hawaiian shirts. Yes. Oh my god, I forgot his name. Osu Osui. Um Oh something. Not gonna lie. Uh, yes, that one. Yes. Um, um Oshino. Oshino, Meme, yes. Meme Oshino. We get an introduction to him. He's got the same kind of vibe. Um, but we find out later on that he's a fake. He's not actually in tune with the spirit world. He's a total liar. Mm-hmm. But th- that whole argument is, if a liar is strong in the way, is that not more scary than someone who's actually legit? True, you know? And they... Um, no, I was just going to say, like... He is, this villain is more so, again, you know, he's, he falls in lines of that, like, you know, fake, and he, well, he's actually a vampire, so he has actual- What? Hold the fuck on, what? Wait, no, 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 he's not. Kai, I knew, I knew this was gonna happen. No, he's not. I knew this was gonna happen. Okay, well, in this part- He's uh, he's revealed to be the the fake Ghostbuster um, for Senjo Gahara's family and is also the one that's causing all of these uh, charms and curses uh, for the middle school population. The one that introduced the snake for um, Son Goku and the one that's causing all of these other problems. So the 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 two Araragi sisters become the. Um, the fire sisters and are hunting down the root of these curses, trying to find the cause to save the world. Um, and that just happens to turn into Karen getting a curse placed upon her. The, um, the fire bee. Yes. We're back with the curses and I would like to correct myself. He is indeed not a vampire. I had him confused with another person from, um, not even the next series, but just a completely different anime. 
Oh, a completely different anime. If I scroll down this wiki, I'm not going to find out. No, it's another (laughs) anime that came out last season. And I was like, oh, yeah, Kaiki. He's a vampire. And I was like, oh, wait, no, he's not. So, yes. Disu Kaiki is not a vampire. He's literally just a dude who is stupid. Well, not really stupid. But, like, you know, he's a fake who kind of messes up Singahara's life. But, yeah. Um, So, yeah, now you said Karin becoming a fire bee or getting inhabited by the fire bee spirit which is uh, a whole deal it's uh it's the thing that causes uh the initial fight between araragi and his older little sister where they go you know back and forth about what it means to be a hero of justice and the fact that the uh fire sisters are all fakes because they don't have real conviction and uh, commitment and are aware of what it means to be a hero of justice. Yeah. The scope. uh, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, it's just like that whole, like, you know, um, when people ask how genuine someone's purposes are, um, basically she can't lift Thor's hammer, basically. Like, you know, she's not doing this for the true, you know, reasons that she should be more self, like dutiful purpose um, or something along the lines of that. That's how I gather it. Yeah, it's very much you're being a hero of justice, trying to find people to save just to put like that on them instead of like saving the people you can because you feel a type like a conviction to do so, Um, which is, you know, playing into her mentality of fake, which um, he uh, Araragi again beats the bad guy in this case, his little sister with words the power of talking to somebody um along with the power of just getting the shit knocked out of him continuously until the other person just gets tired uh-huh. um and you know it turns out he and senja gahara go and you know confront kaiki and he's like i'm gonna leave i'm evil the only thing i care about is money so you've convinced me there's no money to be made in this area Due to these, you know, circumstances. So I'm just going to, like, leave. Yeah, and he does. And Singahara, like, forgives him. Kind of. You know. Well, moves moves past the situation. Like, has, has finally achieved some sort of closure. closure. Um, and he, he hits her with the whole, like, the man who tried to rape you died in a car accident that had nothing to do with you at a time that had nothing to do with you, and a place that had nothing to do with you. Life is just so boring and non-dramatic, but at least you can take some solace in that information. She's like, I don't believe you, because you're a fucking liar. So why would this suddenly be true? Yeah. So it's weird that, you know, granted, she could have used that as, you know, something to get over her hurdle, but she decides to use it to someone to hold on to her hurdle, which is very... Um, very. Does she? Well, not necessarily. She's just like instead of taking his words the easy way out, I guess she decides to just confront it on her own. I guess that's how I would like perceive that. Which you know, the confrontation with this man, who she blames for her parents' um divorce, but is not the only reason they got divorced. Yeah. Um, you know, she had the confrontation with him and has now. Moved at least beyond that with the hang up of, you know, going to murder this man. True. 
which leads into maybe saucy times with Araragi. We just don't get to see it. I uh, hope. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, we're talking about his girlfriend at this point. I was yeah. like, I hope not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I very much. Oh, Senjo Gahara. Yeah. Yes, yes. I very much so hope that. Um, but yeah. Um, so, would you say that the heightened sexuality in this season, like, reflects the characters' personalities, like how it is used as a device, as opposed to like just like not empty fan service? Or I guess I'm asking, do you feel like the fan service is empty or do you feel like it serves a purpose? I feel like the fan service is totally empty. Like, in my opinion, the the plot of this, which the plot is one third fan service, it's built in to the plot of Monogatari. Like, there's no getting around it. But I guess to my point there, the fan service does not really serve the continuation of the story or the growth of the characters. It's simply there for fan service. And I don't particularly jive with that. Not that it, anything is particularly wrong with that other than the lolly part. Um, yeah. Fan service there to just be for fan service. Uh, nothing particularly wrong with that. It's just in a show where I, you know, I want entertainment and I want like a interesting story progression to have scenes that take you out of that do not, that do not like further characters do not further plot uh, or even further world building building. Um, they're kind of not particularly interesting to me. So other than, you know, the, the, the few shots during uh, dialogue scenes. Okay. You give me an upskirt shot here. Okay. You give me some, uh, some ditty there. Okay. Whatever you're ta- you're talking at me and you're trying to give me something of visual interest to like tantalize. Okay. That's a, that's a, a, a directorial decision. Whatever. The fucking toothbrush scene, man. Fucking toothbrush scene was only there to make it extra weird. Okay. And let's get into let's get well, into first the off, toothbrush. What is what is your opinion of of that concept, the use of sexuality? I feel like some of it can serve a purpose. Okay, I don't feel like it was there to serve a purpose. I don't know. It's I'm weird about fan service. Fan, some fan service feels like it is necessary in like i watched this um anime with our homie um guchilla turtle aka cam um this new mech anime which i'm totally gonna make you watch at some point cross on is what it's called it came out in 2012 or 2015 one of them um certified banger honestly i enjoyed it um but due to like the it was fan service but i wished at some point it could have just been a etchy because there was one point where there was very passionate stuff happening and the censoring kind of killed it because there was already blood and gore in this, right? Like, we saw someone get cut in half. Like, it's like Attack on Titan levels of, like, gore in this mecha anime. So it was already rated TVMA for that. But, like, it felt weird, like, seeing that censored when we didn't see the gore censored. So I felt like that could have been put in there like and i know that like titties and blood are two different things but you know i felt like if you're gonna just you know go ahead and just do it all if you already got that m rating but um in this aspect i felt like some of it was used to tell a story because i feel like as much as okay this is gonna be kind of touchy subject but as much as like the world hates it um women do on a 
urge base have a sudden reaction or cause a reaction in males to, you know, dominance of that sexuality. And especially in Singahara's case, when she's interrogating him and doing the whole water thing, I felt like in that case, it was, you know, necessary because she was asserting her dominance and she knows of how Aragi is. You know, I feel like that was useful. Um, the sister one stuff was that's that was too much for me, honestly. I felt like that didn't really have a purpose, but even when we got into um like Shinobu and her stuff in the bathtub, like we saw the two differences of her being little and not really mattering, and then when she like sized up, it was like something different. Um, so I feel like that could have been used as a contrast. And then even when we have that brief scene of Subasa on the bed, it shows, you know, our boy Aragi is still thinking about her in a certain way that he probably shouldn't be. But as far as like everything excluding the sisters, I feel like is okay. But the sister stuff in the toothbrush scene were just the toothbrush can't defend it at all. It's totally just there to be there. And you know it got people talking. <laughs> you know, that's something. It has that staple of wow, you know, this really happened. So shit man any i guess any heat is good heat my god yeah but uh, that's how i feel personally i feel like some is okay like yeah yeah in in a show where it's kind of off the wall bonkers um a show like high school of the dead where it is again a portion of the uh of the plot it's fine you know when yeah it's rough it's rough to rough to examine the medium and like see the line like the cultural lines that aren't shared across the ocean but uh you got to make the call for you so you draw your boundary lines and that's what you're okay with whether or not it's you know what the animators or the writers were okay with um but yeah let's uh let's get into the infamous toothbrush scene toothbrush science is what you have on the on the docket here <laughs> um yeah because I need to know the science of how this tooth... Like, apparently I've been brushing my teeth wrong. Um, well, here's the issue. <laughs> You've been brushing your teeth. You haven't let somebody else brush your teeth. True, true. I need to... I send to that. Um, as um, someone for, who's happily in a couple, are have you been brushing each other's teeth over there? Fuck no, man. I barely <laughs> see her. You think we have time to brush each other's teeth? We working too damn hard. Um, and I don't think she would let me. But... Um, <laughs> Let's uh, let's set up the the plot portion of this scene. The plot portion of this scene is it's like I think it's our first interaction with uh, Karen after her arc, the Karen B arc. We're now in the Suhiki or Sukiha Sukihi Phoenix arc, yeah. and this is our first introduction to uh, Karen after her being okay, right? Mm -hmm. Um and we get the intro. She's in Araragi's room wearing her little sister's clothing, which makes her look feminine. She's in a miniskirt and like a sleeveless top. And that's totally different from her like Bruce Lee inspired training outfit. And all that Karin wants is to have Araragi introduce her to, um, what's her bucket? Ah, uh, the basketball chick. Um, yeah, the basketball player. Whose name is 
Her name. We're professionals. Jesus. Well, of course, her name. It's uh, Kambaru. Kambaru, yes. Totally forgot about her. Sorry, Kambaru. Kambaru. So she wants Araragi to introduce her to Kambaru. So Araragi's like, uh, no, I do not want to do that because Kambaru is a pervert. I don't want my little sister hanging out with perverts, to which we then get this next scene where they turn it into a game. Karen, if you can last five minutes of me brushing your teeth, I will introduce you to, uh... Kambaru. To, yep, Kambaru. I will introduce you to Kambaru. And then it all goes fucking awry for the next three and a half minutes of animation. Yes. Um, definitely one of those scenes where you don't want anyone to walk in the room. Like, even if it's your lover, even if it's your homie who knows that you are about this debauchery Bro. anime life. Like, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's okay <laughs> you're, you're not ready man so my girl came home from work got all situated came in came in a room and sat down and i'm like okay i'm gonna have to explain to you what the fuck is gonna happen now okay <laughs> this is the infamous toothbrush scene i'm scared but um you're here now so we're going to experience it so we sat there and watched the scene of araragi brush his sister's teeth almost to orgasm yep and uh she was like what the fuck is this and i'm like i don't know he's like they're brother and sister and i'm like yeah they're brother to sister and she's like like blood family like i'm like yeah they have blood family this is this is fucking weird man she's like y'all are gonna talk about this on the podcast it's I'm well like, this is half the Half the reason we're doing this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, moral of the story. Um, don't brush your sister's teeth and get a hard on. Uh, that ain't it, Chief. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that it lived up to the hype that I didn't think it could. Um, I had known about the toothbrush scene for a hot minute. Um, and I didn't think that it would be that bad. I'm like, I've, I've seen a lot of anime. Um, you know, I, you know, I have read a lot of things. Um, so I was just like, I'm, I'm a G, you know, I'm not really worried about this at, at all. So get there. I'm fine. And then I see the feet doing the feet things. And I'm like, it's a no for me, dog. Um, I didn't know we were watching fucking Kiss Sis. But yeah, basically. Shit. Basically. I was just like, wow. Um, Man, you know what the worst part for me was? What? We make it all the way through it. Mm-hmm. The little, little sister comes in. It's like, why do I find my brother pushing my little sister down on the bed while brushing her teeth? Why do I find my older sister being pushed down on the bed? And they're like... Oh, God, how can I do something about this? And then she's like, I'm going to go to the corner store and buy a fucking, like, aw. I'm going to buy an ice pick. I'll be back. And then it's like, hey, you win. You made it five minutes. I'll introduce you to uh, Kambaru. And the little sister's like, you know what? I mean, um, we can do best two out of three if you really insist. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe, but Nick, this time you brush my teeth. And it's like, 
Jesus fucking Christ, man. This is where we're going with the scene? We're, can, we're just continuing the weirdness? Great, great, great. Yeah, I felt like when Homegirl went to go buy the ice pick, it was going to be like school days. <laughs> like, I was waiting for her to come back with the ice pick and like started killing them. But, I mean, thank goodness she didn't. Yeah. Because uh, then we wouldn't get her plot of... Her plot is literally, she's not a real Araragi child. She was replaced in the womb yeah. by a phoenix kid. Which is like a whole thing. Um, like, I'm not saying this is like supposed to be like a believable story. But I'm just like, we got phoenix now. Like, this is what we doing? Well, but- I mean, we had a, we've had a bunch of different shit. So, to like, to find out that, like, ooky spooky root womb baby swappers mm-hmm. is a thing. It's like, okay, you're making it more ooky spooky. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is basically the story of, like, how she got, how she's not, like, a phoenix. So, she's not a phoenix. She's a, like, dying bird, I believe they called her or something. So, it was, like... What happened to the actual child? Oh, okay. So here's what happened. The dying bird spirit croaked and was reborn within the womb of Araragi mom. So either that whole ass baby is just gone now, or like the spirit inhabited the baby in the womb and is now like spiritually a phoenix baby. I don't know. By By the way they put it, it's 100% a whole physical replacement. Yeah. The baby that she was pregnant with no longer exists. The only thing is physically the Phoenix baby. But at this point, I don't know if it really matters. Like, I don't think we'll ever get the not Phoenix baby to show up. Yeah. Because that's all that's dead. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's, it feels like, you know, even though that is a fake person, but that's still the one that they know. Like, they've known her since birth, so I feel like that would be her real, like, the real sister, but I guess I understand this is not her. It is still considered a fake. No, totally, because it's not, it's been a biological replacement. It's not any, any genetic relation to the Ibaragi family, but certainly they've, they've treated her like family. They've known her as sister for their entire lives, um, and I don't think that by virtue of it coming out that she's a phoenix baby, uh, through no fault of her own or knowledge of her own, is that suddenly going to stop her from being little sister? Yeah. It was really weird how he validated that, though. Yeah, it was like, hey, Karen, would you die for me? And she's like, sure, whatever, dude. And he's like, would you die for our little, little sister? She's like, of course. And he's like, I would, too. Even though I know she's fake. I meant like him kissing her. But yeah, that too. Oh yeah, that was, uh, I, oh yeah, yeah. Um, man, leave your fucking sisters alone, man. I'm trying to tell you, I lost a lot of respect for the main character this season. I was like, huh, well. Expect, like, and it started early. It started early this, this arc too. Like he's leaving the house. And then he turns around and is like, hey, wait. I'm going to undress you. And then takes off her Komodo to look for a fucking scar. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she's whole ass just naked now. Fuck are you doing, dude? You couldn't, like, ask her? Fuck. 
Yeah, he on some real hoe time, man. Like, it's... It's bad. And, like, thank goodness for Shinobu as well, being there to explain everything, which I'm really wondering when we get to her stuff, like, which um, Monogatari is her story, because that's the one I'm kind of most interested in at this point, I feel like. Yeah, I kind of feel it. Like, like not- I want to know... I, I want to know what happened where she became little vampire like who was she before all of this shit how is she you know how did she become bound in this kid form and now we see later on in this like teenage form yeah no 100 percent. like so i'm interested to see when we'll get to that um but as far there's one final thing i wanted to ask you this is regarded <laughs> as the worst of the Monogatari series. I know we've only watched one other one, but <laughs> I guess this question doesn't really apply, but how do you feel about that statement? Like, for me, it makes me hopeful for the rest of the series and curious to see if this is the worst one regarded as. But even that being said, it's still pretty highly rated. Um, it's got an 80% I mean, on any list, even though we don't live by ratings here, but Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I I could totally see that. I could see both of those statements holding true. Um, visually, production-wise, art, variety, and quality. Um, it it persisted with the reputation that Bakam uh, Monogatari really made. So visually, um, it was still continuously a masterpiece. The issue with it is the plot and the subject matter of the story that wasn't necessary. All of the lolly shit was the problem. But like, if you leave that to the wayside and you keep moving on to better, different stories, I'm still excited about what else the Monogatari series has. As long as they leave the lolly shit at Nisei Monogatari, man, that's all I want. Just like, leave it here. Let it be what you did then and move the fuck on because I don't want this to like continually be just a thing we have to keep dealing with. No, I agree. I agree. Um, um rounding out the, the plot point though, um they get told that their little little sister is a fake, and that's when we get the introduction of the other um the other specialist the other uki spooky specialist in um yuzuru kagenui we're gonna go with that um and that's when we also find out that yuzuru oshiki and uh oshiki yeah oshino and uh our first bad guy of this show um kaiki were all like college friends so they all kind of tie together and we get another another scene of um, Araragi just getting the shit beat out of him and then using his words and his conviction and his passion to like convince someone to change their mind with words. Yeah, it's like this man don't want to be about that action with the hands. So I guess we really just got to accept it for what it is, but... Which I'm, I'm not mad. I guess I'm not mad at it because he got like 
extra zombied this time instead of just like getting beat up. He was like mutilated, but it's the same old song and dance every time with him. It's like, I'm going to show you my will of fire and you're going to believe in the way of the leaf village. Happy birthday, Naruto. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, but it, it was cool to see, uh, Shinobu like suck his blood and then like level up yeah. into teen vampire mode. I thought that was dope. Yeah. Um, and again, he's, I wonder is he just going to get the crap beat out of him like this whole series? Like, I hope he gets to actually like fight back at some point, you know? Like, I mean, he, he sure did try when they first blew his little sister up. Yeah. But he immediately got shut down because he's not about it. That was like a rage reaction and not like a conviction. Yeah, I think he needs to be convictedly, you know, convicted. But also, I feel like, you know. <laughs> yes, literally, just convict him. Yeah. Um, like, put him away. But no, um, yeah. Because the whole thing with that final fight was he did, like, she didn't feel the will to kill out of him at all. So. But yeah, no, that's, so that's basically settles that and then you know we kind of get the you know the great end card of um shinobu with her foot on a donut which is absolutely disgusting but but at least shinobu loves donuts um let's talk about the ending scene we get introduced to before the credits and then we get the kind of meetup post credits in the uh the final scene of nisei monogatari where Araragi meets uh, Senjagahara on the beach, and we see she's cut her hair. Just like um, Tsubasa. Tsubasa. Yeah. Um, Man. And what's going on with Tsubasa and Senjagahara? I'm sure you have more insight because you've continued watching the show. I don't. That's the thing. Really? I don't. So, like, they introduce this whole dynamic in this ep- in this uh in this series where Sinjo Gahara has this kind of like subservient like attitude towards Subasa and it's like what happened to our Sundere where she is just like kowtowing about Subasa like even in the even in the uh kidnap scene where he was like she gets a phone call and then she changes her mind and and Aragi's like, what was that about? And he's like, oh, uh, Subasa just said, uh, cool it. And he's like, that's not like you. What did she say to you that would make you change your mind? And he's like, she's like, well, she just said if I didn't treat you right, she'd make you her boyfriend. And it's like, what dynamic is happening here? Yeah, it's like that's not the vibe that you know Singara or Singara exhibits like especially contrary to the first two episodes when she was like yo like that whole speech to him with the egyptian eye thing uh, i was like yo you know this is it definitely felt like a 180 and i feel like there's more going on especially since we got that at the end of this last episode then that means that it is something that we should see more of in the next series Man, I hope so. But that was one of the interesting plot points of Nisei Monogatari, relationship-wise. And relationship-wise, as it's tangential to Araragi. Like, everything's revolving around Araragi. 
But certainly the interesting points are when other characters like have relationship development. And that's kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I but agree. um that's all I've got on the same monogatari. If this is the low point of the series, which it certainly feels that way. Um in terms of storytelling, in terms of subject matter. Yes, I agree. Um but visually incredible as always directorial, incredible, artistic. I love it. Um I'm looking forward to what else Monogatari has for us. No, I agree. Um, the journey of what's it? It's Neko Monogatari um, Kuro is next, I believe. So I know that's the story of Supasa. It has Neko in it. So we're going to see nice. what's going on, you know? Man, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, we'll catch that next week for Neko Monogatari Black on uh, on your typical show and protagonist. Of course, you can catch the show on all your podcatchers, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical show and protagonist or YTSP or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P uh, for all Twitter needs. Uh, Kai, you got stuff too? Yes, you can find me at static threads with a Z on Twitter where um, I will be talking about all the things that happen in the world. Um, mainly anime and stuff that is on my mind at that time. So yeah, come check it out. And of course you can catch the other product uh, for all of your Western and Japanese animation needs at Content Breaker on all your pockets as well. We'll catch y'all next week for Neko Monogatari Black. Here are the mix. What the fuck am I doing on your typical Shonen protagonist? <laughs> <laughs> Stop recording.